the While You Are Single podcast. O.J. Tokes' new, revised, and updated book, While You Are Single, A Guide to Finding and Keeping the Right Mate for Your Life, is now available. For more details about the book, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. Meanwhile, enjoy the podcast. Here is O.J. Tokes. Uh, excited to have this individual here tonight. We're going to have a great time. I have known this couple for years. It's one thing to see people that are married. You don't know how um, they got there. Not that I know exactly how they got here, and maybe they're going to share a little bit about that. But it's another thing when you saw them when they were single. We were all single together. We all served in singles ministry together. So it's not like, you know, I met them when they were married. I met them when they were single. I met them when they had no idea who they were going to marry. And it's funny how I knew all of them. We all served together. We're on ministry together. And it's just an honor to have them here. You know, um, I have an idea of their walk. And, um, you know, I know what, you know, to some degree what maybe uh, some of the people have gone through here. So it's just an honor to have them here and to share with you here tonight. So um, uh, would you give a round of applause to Regal and Jenna Garcia and Israel and Monica Silva. There are mics right beside you guys, and um, so um, I want to start off by just saying, just share a little bit about yourself, just briefly, you know, start with Regal and Jenna, then we're going to go to Israel and uh, Monica. So, my name again is Regal, Jenna, um, I am originally from Mexico, and... Um, and let's see, wow, I got, you know, saved and, um, baptized in water and in the Holy Spirit at Lakewood Church in about 2002, and I don't know if this is one of the questions you might be asking. No, just, just, oh, okay. just share what's on your heart. So basically, um, you know, I, I met my wife in, in around 2010 as well, and, and, uh, and so God has just done amazing things here in Houston. So, what I, uh, we currently just came back from Colorado, um, where the sun here is just really cold. <laughs> and now we're glad to be hot. Oh, here it is. <laughs> it's going to be a hot one. Okay. Uh, my name is Jenna Garcia, and um, I was saved in 2008 at Lakewood Church uh, with Joel, and then... <clears throat> I attended a, a singles ministry there, and that is the same ministry just like this. This is this is the exact type of setting where I met Raquel, and so that's why this is so special to me that you guys are here because I think it's the best crown and place and place to be in, you know, individually, even if you don't meet your spouse here, but but the things that happen in your heart in this season and time of your life to me is very very special. And, um, and so I just, uh, you know, praise God that we're all here together. And um, like Raquel said, we were there for seven years in Colorado. We just moved back, and we're happy to be here. So thank you. Thank you. You have a mic, baby. You have a mic. Are you go first. <laughs> Hi, guys. Uh, my name is Israel Silva, my lovely wife, Monica. And uh, I guess you guys are talking about when we got saved. So I uh, got saved in 1983. Quite a few years ago. <laughs> I was a little kid, so uh, just you know, it's one of those times where uh, it's a long story, but I remember when I finally decided 
and I was at the church, and it was like a temporary building. You did all the kids would raise their hands, you know, that I want to get saved. So this time, I decided I wanted to, so I want to get saved, and nobody else raised their hands. <laughs> and they all looked at me like, you, you haven't got saved yet? <laughs> and I turned red, and they said, yeah, we'll come to the back, we're going to take you outside. I was like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> But uh, no, it's been a blessing, it's been a journey, it's been a wonderful walk uh, with God. And, you know, you got so many times, and um, at Lakewood, I got I joined, went to college, came back, and uh, was in the financial industry, and um, where I met my wife. Uh, she, I was teaching a class, she came in, she saw me, and she said, oh, he's the one. You know, uh, and then we, we, we were also uh, also in our single classes. Uh, we went to uh, yeah, there was like Portugal and then the C30s. And I remember one thing. I don't know if it was Toast speaking or, or some, one of the speakers, but they were saying, you know, when you go run a race, and sometimes you, you get together and you're running a, run, a marathon and they're running a, a, a 5K. Pastor Todd. Pastor Todd. And I remember it so clearly. They said. You know, don't worry about that. When you're running, the right person will be right there in the same race. They'll be running along with you. And that's where I think I met my wife, just running along with you. Yes. So um, I I got saved uh, 17 years ago this past uh, June. So it's been 17 years for me. Then. Wow. Um, actually, I was in a, in a when I started going to church, I was in a bad relationship. And I remember thinking, if I'm going to give my life to the Lord, I need to give my whole life to the Lord. And the person I was with was not God's best. And I had to make a tough decision. And it was the best decision ever because, you know, I didn't know that 12 years later, the Lord would bring me uh, to my husband. But it was just one of those journeys that I just had to make that choice. And it was the best choice I could have made. Because he is my running partner. He is, we're running the same race. We have the same passion. We have the same industry. We have the same calling. And I'm so glad I let go of, of the good because I didn't want to settle for the good because I wanted God's best. Thank you. All right. Um, I have a question. I, I get this all the time. And this is one of the questions that keep coming up all the time. And I'm sure when we have another panel discussion next year, it's probably going to come up again, but, you know, for the benefit of those that keep asking this question, um, is it okay for a lady to make the move on a guy? And let me clarify that question, because over the years when I heard that question, what came to me was, is it okay for a lady to ask a guy out when they say, is it okay for a lady to make the first move? However, over the years, I've come to understand that sometimes when some ladies ask that question, they're not really, some are not saying ask the guy out, some are saying like, introduce yourself to him, hey, how you doing, whatever, and just leave it at that. They're not trying to ask him, I'll just make their presence felt, so to speak, and hopefully he gets the hint and moves on from there. So, is it okay for a lady to make the first move on the guy? <laughs> I mean, I, I think I think introducing uh, herself to a person is fine. I, I definitely don't think, as far as pursuing a relationship, that she needs to make the first move. I think, in my experience, um, you, you know, even before I was saved, any 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 
lady that I was trying to, that I would feel that that would be happening. I just, I, I don't know, I, I just really didn't interested in that much. And so, yeah, but I, I, I'm definitely a proponent of the guy being the one who gives you the vote. Okay. So, for me, I, when I saw Miguel, like, I knew that, um, well, the Lord was working in my heart, um, like, as far as not, like, as far as pulling back, because I really was, you know, I, I was interested in him, and I, I get, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm excited, and I want to go talk to him, um, but in those times where it was like, I felt like the Lord was preparing me during that season, it was like the Lord, I would purposefully, I would be reading my Bible, and I'd be worshiping God, and I'd be like, Lord, I'm going to focus, because I understand I'm not supposed to be pursuing this, even though I wanted to, and I remember this one time, and I was reading the Word, and I was praying to God, and I was, I was like, purposefully doing that, and after, right after I was done, he called me, and I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and so I just, but I'm just saying that for me, that I had to purposefully do that, even though in my flesh, I wanted to say, just go after him, but I had to pull back. And so, um, just so you know, you may want to, but don't do it if you don't want to. Okay, yeah, well, just a minute, he wants to say that. Um, and I think that's important because I think, I, at least in my experience, everybody, I'm sure it's different, you know. But at least in my experience, I, I, I just, I got to a point where I just knew that I was ready. And I can't really explain that. It was just, I was just ready to get married. And so that's why I, at that time, then I wanted to go and pursue. And so I wanted to go out. But, but before, I wasn't even ready. So it just didn't make sense. It just really doesn't make sense. If a person's not ready and, and then a lady pursues or, or starts, then, you know, she might just Okay, I, I want to take it back on that because I remember it was like I was serving with Regal one day. The next day, I know he's, his, his dating uh, Jenna. Next thing I know, they were getting married. I'm like, that was fast, you know? That was fast. It was like, it's, it seems like the switch just turned on with Regal and, you know, bam, he moved on. <laughs> Well, I go back to the third grade. <laughs> there was this girl named Antonia, probably about five inches taller than me, and she, you know, it kind of reminds me of this cartoon where the, the girl kind of holds this little dog or cat and says, I want to love you and hug you and squeeze you all the time, and she scared me. So uh, I think she made the first move, but I was running away. And uh, so, you know, those things come to mind, and I kind of fast forward to even at, at a at church where I remember getting, uh, I'm going to the volleyball game. Are you coming? Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe not. Uh, and then I get a text. You didn't come. You could be fellowshipping with me. We should be fellowshipping. I'm like, oh my Lord. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't Monica, but you know, and, uh, <laughs> It just kind of scared me then. I was, I took me back to third grade, and I was like, oh. So yeah, that can, that can, it's, I think it comes out of personality too, because everybody's different. Um, we have different personalities, we have to understand that. Uh, sometimes we have a past and history that also prevents us. And men 
tend to be passive sometimes. Um, so it's, it's different. And I think with, with Monica, and, and I, I knew her for five years serving together, and people, and she always comments in our, our wedding video, it only took half a decade for him to see me. And uh, I was like, well, there's like scales in my eyes and it had to fall off, you know. It's, but, uh, you know, it was one of those points where I realized, wow, I just kind of like one day just we're teaching together and I remember she was just sparkling and I knew how she was the one. And uh, so there's more to the story. But before that happened, <laughs> ladies, I don't recommend that you guys do this because if you do this, you might get the same results that I did. So there came a time when Israel and I, we had been, you know, like you said, in the ministry, working together for five years, and there came a time where we went to a friend's birthday party together. And after that, I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm a very blunt person, so I said, you know what, Israel? You're a great person. I'm a great person. How about we are great together? And guess what he told me? He said, you're a nice person. I see you as my sister in Christ. That was his way of saying that we wouldn't be together. So um, fast forward five months later is when he, after much prayer and much consideration, then that's when he felt led that it was time for us to try to see if this is something that the Lord was leading. And as he was confirming, you know, then we were able to, you know, date and you know start and get engaged and then get married so i wouldn't recommend what i did but one of the things that it, i did do when i did that i got peace after that it's like okay if this brother doesn't want to be with me that's fine i can move on now and i did i i just said lord that's not for you i let it go and i moved on so it just one of those things that i wouldn't want my sisters to stay in them both and, you know, if, if, if at some point you do need to have that conversation with the brother that you might be seeing or something, just to be able to know, do we, are we moving forward? Do we have a future? Because if we're not on the same page, then I don't need to waste my time. I need to move on. Okay, thank you very much. The other scenario I get a lot is also when sometimes a lady thinks a guy is interested in her. You know, because maybe they drink coffee together all the time, they hang out all the time, so she feels like he is dating her, and there's been many occasions that that's not the case. So, uh, maybe this is for the fellas. How does a lady know that you're interested in her? How does a lady know, okay, this guy is interested in me, this guy wants to date me, what, what, what? Would you tell a lady to look out for to um, be a clear-cut way of knowing, okay, this guy's really interested in me? I mean, I think I think if the person, if the guy is, uh, has a strong relationship with God, um, then he would definitely know, and he would be very um, forthcoming or very clear about it. At least it was for me. Um, yeah, if... if if you're just you know friendly and you're going to laugh, but if if you feel like it's getting a little bit too close to me and, and the guy's just kind of pulling away or or just acts weird or just walks away or does something weird, then you kind of have some signal there that okay he's wants to be friends but he doesn't want to be that close, um, or or that you know that into that type of relationship. But um, but I think being being clear because I was pretty clear with her, you know, 
But then I just said, hey, you know, just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to date you. And so there's a, you know, we're going to pray and I'm going to quote you. And so there's a very strong possibility that, that, you know, if we court for some time that we're, we're probably going to get married. So I would just need to approach this in prayer, but I was very clear with her. And so she knew from the get-go, okay, this is what I'm getting into. So, I mean, I think that was just for me. I guess, you know, that switch turned on for me and I was just ready. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the question is, how do you, if I tell the ladies, how do you know when a guy's interested in you? Uh, tell you when he's not interested in you, uh, no. Um, you know, I, I think, again, like when I'll tell you my story, you know, the third grade Antonia going after me, or um, the other the other sisters sending me texts, um, and again, you know, I, it's funny because in church, sometimes you'll see a lot of, um, there's a lot more women than our men, right? All the guys, they don't be going to the wrong places. Um, and sometimes you can see, uh, and they go, "Oh, he, he looks like a good person. He's he's a godly man." And and you'll see that. And I think that I kind of come back to that same thing about running the same race. If you're doing something and you happen to be serving in missions, and they're serving in missions, or or you even go to like a uh, an event, a camping event, and they like the camping, and you start seeing those interests come together, you'll start seeing you're walking the same walk. And it, the problem we can get into is if we look for something and they go, oh, they're the one, and we imagine them to be something that they're not really, and we start making them out to be something they're not, you can think you want to be with that guy, and you can think he's an angel and a saint, like she thought of me sometimes, but she goes, hey, you know, but, you know, once you get to know the person, they, you know, you, you spend time with them, just like you spend time with God, reading the Bible, you spend time uh, with family, you get to know people. And, and I think that's where uh, you get real relationships built, by doing things, by serving together, having experiences together. And um, when you do that, the, the male, the, the man, will he'll take it. He'll take, he'll see that in the person. And I always think back to my, my dad, he always would tell me, oh, you know, when I was, I was younger, I went after all these different ladies and all these different girls, and, and I did all the wrong things. But when I met your mom, she was a very virtuous woman. And that virtue I saw in that. And that's what I, I decided I wanted to have for the rest of my life. And it's funny, because I think the same thing happened to me. You know, looking, um, looking around and after seeing Monica and serving with her, and go, this is the virtuous woman that I, I need to open my eyes to. And so that's why I said I want to be with her. So you told her, basically. Yeah, I okay. did. Uh, when we started, we started uh, uh, teaching together quite a bit. And uh, when we were teaching, she just, like I said, she sparkled. She makes, you look at personality types, and uh, uh, you can see how you mesh and, She's some things that she's stronger than in things I'm not. But when I get when I got out there on the stage and we started uh, speaking together and teaching together and having fun together, again serving, doing something together, then you're like, hey, you're in this race too. Hey, you want to do this race together forever? Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Does anyone in the audience have a question?
Okay, we're going to move on. How do you know that someone is the one? How do you know that somebody is the one? And when did you guys know that? I think Israel's kind of said for Monica, so I'm going to hear from the other people. How do you know that someone is the one? And when did you know? So, um, for me, like part of this answer is a little bit with your your previous question about like when you kind of see someone pursuing you. For me, I had like a lot of, I had a couple of close guy friends before I actually knew that that Regal was for me. And I'm just saying that we would hang out together and they would try to pay for my meals and things and just 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 kind of try to like provide but be my friend and I did not have I just knew that that person wasn't for me like I just didn't have you like you know when your grandma says you'll know when you know when you know that's the answer <laughs> but so I knew that they were not the ones and it was like the Lord was showing me that when I had those friends in my life those guy friends that would be with me and we would be like best friends he was showing me that that is actually kind of a blocker and so I actually because it's a tie and so you can't have those kind of friendships that are more than just regular kind of friends I don't know if you get so um so I had to purposefully cut those off and then when I when I met Raquel there was a, it, it was like um I was also going through a time of fasting because I had had my heart broken from a previous relationship from college. And so I was fasting, and it was on the 40th day of my fast. And I remember that um, we had gone on a, a singles, to a singles meeting. It was like we had called on fishing or something like that. And it was like I, I was fishing, and I threw my pole, the, the line in the water, and it got stuck. And... And then I was pulling, and I couldn't get it out. And I that day, when I got out of the car, I saw Raquel, and my heart just leaped. And I was just, like, so excited. Like, the joy just, like, came out over me that day. And when I had my line in the water, it got unstuck. And my heart just filled. It was, like, liquid love. And the Lord just showed me, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling you today. And, um... That day, when I met Miguel, it was like the Lord showed me that he is yours. This is who I have for you. And I did not, that day, or maybe it was like the next day, I actually visited Miguel. I went to his house. That was the thing where, you know, you're not supposed to pursue. Like, I had gone out, and I and I knocked on the door, and I, I wanted to just share my joy. Like, I got healed, you know, but he didn't, I don't think he, he I didn't say that to him, like, let me open the door, but I was just like, <laughs> but anyway, but, but I just said, hey, you know, and we ended up, like, watching some skydive video or something like that, and, you know, but I, um, I, I still didn't pursue him, like, a, like, make the first move, but I knew that it was him, like, the Lord had been talking to me about him, and I was, I, so, so that's when I knew that it was yeah, and, and I had to take some time, but you know with the Lord. The Lord shows you, and he had spoken to me words, like Tope said, you know, we got married pretty quick. But it was like there was a year of observing, and we were in the same room together, and we were hanging out, and I watched the way he, he was with people. 
And so there was that kind of an observation period. But then when the Lord showed, he was like three months, three years and three months. It was like he was speeding things up. And I got these words. And so the Lord is going to speak. It's got to be with him first and then Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope you were informed, inspired, and impacted. If you'd like to learn more about O.J. Tokes, his books, blog, music, and his monthly ministry for singles, please visit whileyouaresingle.org. That is whileyouaresingle.org. If you've been blessed by the podcast, we encourage you to please share with your friends. Until next week's podcast, take care and stay blessed.